For 2021, we're starting our show with this new disclaimer. COVID is real. Vaccines save lives. Western medicine is the best for treating acute diseases and emergencies. If you have a medical ailment, your first call should always be to your doctor. While holistic medicine is great for a lot of things, meditation does not fix everything. We also want to remind everyone that black lives fucking matter. Trans lives fucking matter. Marijuana legalization should be accompanied by dropping past possession charges and convictions. Human trafficking is real. Systematic racism is real. White privilege is real. Holocaust deniers still exist. Neo-Nazis still exist. Whataboutism and both sides rhetoric only serves fascism. Disinformation is dangerous. Many platforms and media outlets will attempt to expose you to far-right ideas by slowly pulling you in. It is everybody's responsibility to learn the dog whistles and rhetorical tactics and to call them out when encountered. The events of January 6, 2021 were a QAnon-inspired fascist coup attempt, and we will not be silent until there are consequences. If you have any problems with this, feel free to turn the show off now. Having said that, let's get back to Weird Stuff and Weed. Your Brain on Weird is recorded in private homes, in a state where marijuana is recreationally legal. This show's content is intended for adult audiences only. Welcome back to Your Brain on Weird. I'm Jess. And I'm Sam. And this is a podcast. We are your hosts. We take turns and tell stories about weird stuff. And then we give you some weed knowledge at the end of the show to take with you. And it's a really fun time. It is a really fun time. I quite enjoy it. Indeed. We've stuck with it for this long. So I know. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, right at this point. God, I hate it. <laughs> Actually, I dread this every single week, and it's definitely not the only thing that keeps me going. Same. This and D&D, I swear to God, is the only two things I look forward to in my life. Yeah, you know? I do. I really I, do. I don't know if I have a second thing. I think just hanging out with my cats. Yeah. Every time my cats hang out with me is a good day. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. Oh my god, Booby was being so cute this morning. Nick went to work, but I didn't. And good. I was nice. like curled up so my knees were like by my chest. And Ruben came and sat in like the little crook of my knees and my butt <laughs> and just like slayed there and just like kept pushing up and up. And I just, just like felt my spine compressing as she like pushed me into the wall because she's just trying to get closer. And I was like, You're being very cute. And this has never happened before, but also, please stop. She's like the same size as you. So. I know. She's a large lady. She is. Yeah. Aw, that's so cute. How are how are you? Uh, well, besides, besides that, good, actually. Um, it's been like a pretty chill week. Uh, we had a huge snowstorm. Obviously, you know that. How much snow do you guys have? Um, okay. It is hard to tell because it was it like the last time it snowed, there was so much wind that there are patches of bare grass and Ah. there are spots that have like a foot and a half. But I did shovel the stairs twice yesterday and the first time was like 
Did I shovel the stairs three times yesterday? I did. Once in the morning. Wow. So it was already snowing by 6.30 when I went to work. And so that was like three inches, two or three inches. And then the second time I shoveled, it was like another three inches. And then the third time I shoveled, it was like four or five inches. And then there was Jesus. still more. Wow. So we probably got a lot. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Um, yeah, we got a lot of fucking snow. I think we only got like three inches and it's all melted now. Yeah, that's wild. And we live three hours from you. Like, not even two hours. We live two hours from you now. Yeah. You're on the ocean is one. Yeah, that has a lot to do with it. And two, we're in the valley. So mm. the storm came up the valley and then just like stayed. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm kind of jealous. Honestly, it's really pretty and really nice, and I love the fact that Ruben loves the snow because it makes, like, going outside bearable. Yeah. (laughs) So we took, like, a a walk yesterday, and she was just being, like, a crazy dog, and, like, she, like, grabs the leash in her mouth and then, like, flips herself around and, like... (laughs) Oh, my God. She sticks her entire head in the snow. (laughs) Because she's trying to get the good sniffs. And she's like, mm-hmm. got to stick my entire head in the snow. And you're like, you can't breathe like that, buddy. Your face is going to get cold, man. Yeah. So every time we go outside, she gets like so stoked and starts like jumping around and acting like a crazy dog. It's very good. I love Aww, her. That's so sweet. Yeah. So it's been a really good day. Good. Or a good couple days, I guess, with Ruben. And of course, my chicken. And of course, my husband, even though he has work today. Typical. Typical. That's good. I'm glad. Thanks. Yay. How are you doing? Uh, not great. Oh, no. <laughs> I had kind of a rough morning. I, so, so you know I haven't remembered, like, any of my dreams in a really long time. Yeah. Like, I remember, like, bits and pieces of dreams. Mm-hmm. And last night, I had a dream that everybody that I knew and loved was testing positive for COVID. And... That was basically it. Oh, no, dude. So I woke up and I was just really depressed. Mostly because, like, I think it is mostly because we, one of our close friends, we just found out tested positive. And Makes sense. Yeah. So that sucked. Um, and then there was this whole thing with AOC. Did you see that she did, like, yeah, the, like, Instagram live thing where she was, like, talking about the uh, insurrection, like, the takeover of the Capitol and shit. And talking about, like, how terrifying it was for her. And that, like, brought back memories for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was just, like, dealing with that all morning, and it was bad. <laughs> Yikes. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I drank some tea, which I am still drinking. <laughs> because it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Some anti-panic attack tea, which works, but does not taste great. Do you have honey or anything to put in it? It's... I already put some in there. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, You're like, no, I did. Yeah. It's it's tolerable. It's not, like, terrible. It's just... I'm picky and whatever. So, I have my gross tea that makes me feel better and people on Twitter gave me a pep talk. Good, dude. Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so gross. But you have, like, four different beverages, so at least you're going to stay hydrated today. I do, and I've already drank a ton of water because I woke up with a stress headache, so... Yes. Yep, I woke that up makes and was, complete like, sense. immediately to the water. Um, but I have no responsibilities today after... I mean, after we're done recording, which I don't even really consider this to be a responsibility. 
I have no responsibilities after this, which means that I'm going to fuck around for the rest of the day and it's going to be great. And I'm excited for that. So let me know if you want to play video games or anything later. So, yeah. Cool. This is my only obligation. I'm making sure my butter doesn't burn today. Ooh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I do have to pack up those boxes. That won't take that long. I told myself I was going to do that tomorrow. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Care packages. Send them to your friends. Do it's it. Really, it's fun. It's really a good idea. And it's like, I always wanted care packages. Oh my like, god. So I went to Girl Scout camp. Uh, when I went to college, everyone else would be getting care packages. And Yeah, when I, I went always, to music camp. Yeah, I always felt so left out because my parents never sent me care packages or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I've started sending them and like the first two both the first two very funny were just to, to Seth and Chelsea. And now I'm like, I can just do this. And I have a little bit of extra money that I can just like send these to people. Yeah, it costs like it costs like ten bucks to just put a bunch of stuff in a box and like Yeah, send man. It. Yeah. I like went to the post office and I got like a few of like the flat rate boxes. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna fill them up and then bring them to the post office tomorrow. I ordered a twenty pack of them the other day. So nice. literally same. Perfect. <laughs> so everybody be prepared. <laughs> be prepared. The next few weeks are going to be full of packies. And Sorry, not the I'm liquor not store. sending liquor. Well, oh. Yes, it will be full of packies. I will be going to the packy. I'm I sure. will be going to the packy. Yes. <laughs> Go into the packy and send in packies. Boy, that's life we like to live. Treat our friends and ourselves. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Good good speech. Good speech. Thank you. I'll be answering questions after my story today. <laughs> Stick around. Try dessert. It may be medicated. It's probably medicated. It's probably medicated. Actually, most of the snacks I'm sending, I am sending to people who are either pregnant or recently not pregnant, as in they are now nursing. And uh-huh. I cannot put weed in those things. Because <laughs> I that feel so like sad. Giving, giving someone weed is one thing, but giving someone weed and then them giving it to their baby oh no maybe not yeah absolutely not not. although there there has not been a lot of research on that maybe i'll look into that for next week (laughs) from education that would actually be interesting yeah 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 yeah. sam write that down (laughs) sam (laughs) sorry i don't know where any of my notebooks are that's okay relatable too many it's not there we go because writing things in my phone doesn't... Oh, it just gets lost in all the other shit that's on my phone, yeah. Exactly. Okay. I okay. did it. Well done. Thank you. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. All right. All right. All, all right. right. So do you want to hear a story? Yeah. I all really right. do. Cool. So this is... Fuck, where's my vape? I'm listening. Hilarious. Okay. Not... Uh, so, um, trigger warning. This story has some graphic detail including dead bodies so oh damn so this just became relevant again because there's some new research released the other day um so today i'm gonna be talking about the dyatlov pass incident oh hell yeah okay so i love this story i heard this story probably in the mid 2000s like early internet and it was like one of the first astonishing legends episodes that i like 
picked out to listen to myself. Yeah. And it's a very good episode. You should absolutely go listen to that. They That's have one of like, my favorites, yeah. Yeah, they have a, like an expert come on and talk about like different things, which is really cool. It uh it sparked a debate between Jeff and I for like a solid month. Yeah. Yeah. Because we I was listening to those episodes because there's like, what? How many parts? I don't know. A whole three bunch of parts. Three or four. Yeah, something like that. Three, it was like maybe three in and the then main an one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I was like listening to all of them in a row. And I was like talking to Jeff about it. And uh, it just like literally for a month, it was just all we talked about. Yeah, man. Cool. So feel free to chime in at any time because I did not take notes on this. Okay. So this is just like a summation of my knowledge. All right, sick. I was going to say, I know a decent amount about this, but I'll try not to speak right, over cool, you. Cool. Um, <laughs> and like, I've read a lot about it, so it's not like I don't know about it. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. so the other day, it actually, a new study was released. Um, it was like January 28th, 2021. And they believe they solved the mystery of the incident. So that's why it's relevant again, and I'll get to that uh, at the end. All right. Also, I did not know this, but today is February 2nd, and the day that all of these people died was February 2nd, 1959. Oh, God, of course. When did you find that out? Literally just now. Of course. Yeah. You know who else that happens to a lot? Who? Astonishing Legends. Where they they record episodes on the same day, or they release episodes on anniversaries of... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Weird. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, So that's really funny, and not a funny way at all. Um, So there are nine Russian hikers that died, okay? And that's what we're going to be talking about. And the leader, his name was Igor Dyatlov. So this is why it's named that. Um, the area that they died in was actually not called Dyatlov Pass. It was in the Ural Mountains in Russia, mm-hmm. but um, it was just kind of named after that guy, which sucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, these nine Russian hikers were going on a skiing expedition um, across the northern Ural Mountains, as a certification for um wasn't it like a mastery or something like that like like they were yeah. becoming like ma- master hikers or something like that master skiers yeah. or something what is it called oh okay so all of the people were grade 2 hikers and at the completion of this they would be a grade 3 hiker and is, that is the highest certification that you can uh, receive in hiking in Russia. Okay. Um, they, like, get a group together. They submit their proposal. And actually, there's 10 of them at the beginning. Oh, 11 people. Sorry. Wait, how many people died? Nine people died. So there were 10 people. Yeah, okay. So there were 10 people. <laughs> and these are all college students. They are in their 20s, early 20s. And then there's one, um, like, supervisor who's 38. But all these other people are 21, 22, 23. And they're, like, peak physical health. Like, this is what they do. They hike. They cross-country ski. Like, 
this is their drug. So they are stoked and they are like experienced. These are, they've done like hundreds of like miles of camping and stuff. This mm-hmm. is not uh, something new for them. And this is not something like out of the realm of possibilities that they should have been able to complete. But, 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 but. So they set out on January 23rd, 1959. Um, they were given a route book. So someone else planned their route out for them. And then they are given the book. So Igor is in charge. There is another guy named Igor, actually. That's a very oh, Russian name. Wait, sorry. Not Igor. <laughs> I fucked up. There is Igor. And then there's Yuri. And there's two guys named Yuri. <laughs> That's also a very Russian name. Yes. And um, the second Yuri was actually the only person to survive from this group. And it was because five days into the expedition, he got sick and he like had a previous injury that was acting up. And he was like, I like can't fucking do this, guys. Like, I'm going to die if like we go. So he, like, turns back to the closest village and, like, goes home. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the friggin' survivor's guilt after that. Yeah. Um, It's actually funny because he was also the one who alerted the authorities because he was waiting for them. And he's like, they're not back. Like, something happened. And, like, so it was, like very quick that they So in a way, it's probably good that, I mean. In one way, it is. Yeah. 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 Also, they were all like, they went to the Ural Polytechnical Institute, so they were all like engineers and shit like that, which I thought was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all like super smart people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they're on their hike and they leave Second Yuri behind, and this is like the last safe point. From here on out, it's like literally just wilderness, and they have like. They have, like, a tent, they have a stove, they have a radio, they have stuff like that. Um, but they are carrying all these supplies and their skis and all that shit. So, they were supposed to be back by the 12th of February. And when they left Yuri, he was like, um, I'm not sure if we're actually going to be by by the 12th of February. Like, give us, like, a couple extra days. Because it looked like... It was just going to be a slow hike, you know? Mm-hmm. So they were supposed to send word by, like, the 14th or 15th. And they finally were able to get military forces out to look for these people on the 20th. Oof. So, like, even though someone, like, said something, it was also, like, Russia in the winter. <laughs> so there had to be some planning involved, you know? Mm-hmm. And they didn't. Um, they didn't find the first thing until February 26th, so 14 days later, and they found, like, part of the tent. So the way they found it was the tent was, like, torn in half and, like, filled with snow, mm-hmm. and there was nobody in the tent. There, like, wasn't that much snow. It was, like, just a little bit of snow. It was enough to, like, fill the tent, you know? It wasn't, like buried yeah the tent was like caving in and there was like snow on top of it i remember like seeing the pictures of that yeah yeah yeah. 
the picture is like right on the Wikipedia. If anyone wants to like go look at this, you can yeah, also the pictures just look are at it. are a little scary, but really cool. Yeah, there are pictures of like dead bodies, so just don't look at those if you are uh, not okay with that. So the investigators like found the tent, and no one was inside. But all of the group's belongings, their, like, shoes were still there. Um, Most of them hadn't even put their jackets on. And there was, like, footsteps leading away from the camp, you know, towards Mm -hmm. the trees, which were um, 1.5 kilometers away. So just under a mile away, there was some trees. So they were trying to get to the trees. And they found... The first two bodies at, right at the edge of the trees. Mm. There was the remains of a small fire. So they had tried and they found two of the people shoeless, two of the men dressed only in their underwear with no shoes on. Like I said, they found all the shoes at the camp, um, indicating that they probably left pretty fucking fast. Only in their underwear was a big surprise because they didn't sleep. In their underwear, you know, they had like long johns on. Mm-hmm. Long johns on. Long johns on. So they were found like sitting under a tree, and there was also branches broken and stuff, indicating that one of them had tried to climb the tree and like had either like fallen or climbed back down or whatever. He had broken some branches. But the two people that were under the tree were just like, they had died from hypothermia. Mm-hmm. So. Which makes sense. That's like one of the that's one of the symptoms of hypothermia is once you get once it's really extreme, you start just feeling really hot, and so then you start taking your clothes off because you feel so hot. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be talking about that too. Yeah, it's called paradoxical undressing. Ooh, that is a fancy statement right there. <laughs> yeah. So they found those two guys sitting under the tree, and then they found. Three more bodies, including Igor Dyatlov, they looked like they were starting to head back towards where they thought the camp was. And so they were all like 300 yard meters apart, like heading back towards the camp, but they were all dead. Mm-hmm. So they found five people initially, and it took them like until the spring to find the other four people. Oh, God. Because they were further into the woods. Three of the four were better dressed than the others. And there were signs that some clothing of those who had died first had been removed for use by the others. Oh. So, sure, their friends might have started undressing, but then they're just like, oh, shit, <laughs> let me put all of their, my friends' yeah, clothes Yeah, you don't on, want your clothes? Like, I'll take your clothes. Shit. Which is completely fair, but they Ugh. were all still dead. <laughs> So there's that. Basically, an investigation started, like, as soon as they had found the bodies, they were like, oh, shit, what the fuck happened here? They opened an investigation, and the first five people that they found all died from hypothermia. Mm -hmm. So there were no outward wounds. Like, one of the guys that they found under the tree had, like, a small crack in his skull, Like I said, he might have fallen out of the tree, but it definitely was not what killed him. Oh, okay. It was just hypothermia. (laughs) But the other people, the four that they found a couple months later, three of 
the four had fatal injuries. One of them had major skull damage, and the other two had major chest fractures. Like, they had been in, like, a high-speed car crash, and the airbag deployed, and it just, like, crushes your whole body at once. That's what it looked like these three people had, like... So, all of... All four of those bodies were found at the bottom of a creek in a running stream of water that had started to damage the tissue of the head and face. So, like, one of the girls was missing her tongue, eyes, part of the lips, and a fragment of skull bone. Um, One of them had, like, his eyes missing. And that's pretty common. Those are, like, the softest tissues in in your body. They're the first to deteriorate and also the first to get scavenged yeah they're the the easiest things they're like your eyes and your face like if you die in your house and you have a house cat your house your house cat's probably gonna eat your eyes first sorry that's true these are facts it's true and your tongue correct um but it was determined that those injuries were post-mortem so after they died like i yeah. said elements so the so the animals weren't weren't eating their eyes and tongue out while they were still alive thank jesus Thank Jesus, right? <laughs> oof. Oof. <laughs> of course, the first thing that investigators think is that it was the local indigenous people. Um what? They're like, it was probably these people that had attacked and murdered the group. And then Oh come on. Yeah. <laughs> so they interrogated this group and they're they're called the Monsi. Um and they were like, we literally have no idea what you're talking about. Like, yeah, what the f- get these corpses what? off of our land. Like Yeah. <laughs> And so that was thrown out, like, pretty much immediately. Yeah. It was also um, somewhere between negative 13 and negative 22 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, God. The, the night that these people died. Oh, no. So six of the group members died of hypothermia and three of those weird injuries. Okay. There were no other people in that area. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Oh, one of the other things is... The tent had collapsed from the inside, but someone had, while they were still inside of the tent, taken a knife to the back and sliced open the knife of the tent to, like, push their way out. Yeah. So that was suspect. Like, they didn't go out through the door. The they, like, sliced yeah. it open. Yeah. Yeah. So the victims had died six to eight hours after their last meal. So they had set up camp. They had cooked they had written in their journals and they were probably like already asleep when mm-hmm. the incident occurred. There was some levels of radiation found on one of the victim's clothing, which is fun. Really weird. At the time, so in 1959, the official conclusion was that the group members have died of compelling natural force. Vague. Okay. Um, they officially closed the case in May because they had no one to blame it on. There was, like, an absence of a guilty party. Uh Uh-huh. So they just kind of closed the case and, like, they sent the files to a secret archive. They were like, actually, we don't really want anyone knowing about this. So... In 1977, they found the negatives of one of the people's cameras... And the film material was donated by Ivanov's daughter to the Dyatlov Foundation. Um, And the diaries of the hiking party fell into Russia's public domain in 2009. So at that point was when, like, 
it kind of re-hit the mainstream media and it got like a lot of people interested in this again yeah because of all the pictures obviously that were public the journals that became public and they were all like normal you know it's all very weird so there's a couple different theories about what happened some of them are hilarious so one one theory is that a yeti came and fucked them all up so those just those three guys though or the tent and then the tent and the the three guys all of them (laughs) so they like this yeti came down and like busted in their tent and beat these guys up and then everyone else like picked up their friends and fled so a yeti is an abominable snowman it is a cryptid um in case anyone does not know this theory comes from uh someone who was going through like all like the camera footage and they thought they like saw something like following the group or something in more uh-huh. than one shot this theory has a lot of holes in it because there was no other tracks leading to or from the tent also yetis don't exist so are you sure (laughs) no but also i don't know so yetis probably don't exist (laughs) and they probably didn't kill these people considering they died well most of them died of died of hypothermia yeah so if the yeti really did fuck them up then like I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. So that's fun. So one of, oh, another part of, a weird part of this case is that, you know, they were camping on the side of like a mountain, but it it was like a hill, you know, and there was no sign of an avalanche. So when an avalanche happens, dude, I saw this thing that was like 99% of avalanches are like caused by humans. Which is wild. That is wild. But they leave, like, a very specific pattern in the snow when avalanches happen. And none of them were, like, buried, you know? The injuries weren't, like, conclusive with, like, suffocating or anything. Because that's how people die when there's an avalanche. Yeah. Um, so that's why that that was kind of just, like, pushed to the side. There have also been over a hundred other expeditions to the region since the incident happened, and none of them have ever caused an avalanche. Hmm. So they're like, if it happened, it might happen again, and they're just like, no. <laughs> also, these these kids were, like, really smart. They know how to, like, choose a safe spot to camp. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to camp somewhere where they think an avalanche could occur, even if it wasn't you know statistically likely to happen they like wouldn't put themselves in danger like that yeah they're like trained to know the signs and trained to know what's safe and what's not yes yeah so in 2015 they like kind of reopened the case um the investigative committee of the russian federation by request of the the victims like remaining family at they like asked this uh investigation committee to like confirm whether it was an avalanche and like can they like repeat the conditions or anything like that so this investigation concluded in 2019 and this um because we have a lot of different technology available the icrf was able to um repeat 
snow conditions that they weren't able to repeat in the 60s you know Hmm. um they had the technology to be able to uh make wind that was up to like 70 miles per hour and you know had a place to simulate a snowstorm and temperatures reaching 40 below celsius and these were factors that like weren't even considered in the original investigation because they couldn't have proven it anyways it wasn't like something that anyone had thought about like because that's not how avalanches happen you know Mm -hmm. weird so like that's how this um has started to like come to a close so they did realize that strong weather had something to do with it and it probably caused what is called like a micro what the fuck is it called i don't know Anyways, so there's a very (laughs) specific type of avalanche, and it happens with, like, the combination of, like, a warm day followed by high winds and then additional snowfall. (laughs) So it melts, it starts to melt the snow during the day, right? Yeah. So you get this top layer that has melted, and then it freezes So it creates an icy slope, and then, in this case, high wind blew more snow over on top of this snow, and because it was just, like, not sticking, it was just on this icy flat surface, it just became too much and just slid down. Okay. So this chunk of snow, approximately the size of a sedan. Okay. So that was what happened, was this fucking mini avalanche so how they set up camp too is um they don't set up their tent like on top of the snow what they do is they it's called cutting the snow they like cut a like a chunk of the snow bank out and like shovel it out and they like get to like a flat surface and they kind of like tuck their tent in there yeah and got too high before this i can't concentrate (laughs) Come on, brain. <laughs> okay, so they they cut into the snow and they put their tent in there. So when this microburst avalanche happened and they like they found the tent, right? And they it only had like a little bit of snow on top and there like wasn't any extra snow around it. That was because all the extra snow actually filled in the area around the tent where they had previously unshoveled. Mm-hmm. to like make their little spot so that was one of the first things that they missed in the original investigation which is very weird hmm. okay okay so that was the first thing um the second thing is they had never found a way to explain the three people's like critical injuries mm-hmm. and one of the other tools that they used uh in like the 2015 to 19 investigation was car crash testing like you know how they have to test the safety of cars and shit and Mm -hmm. they like write down everything every effect that it has on the human body how fast you have to hit a body for it to like crush like that and they used all this information to figure out that okay so the injuries of these two people with their chest crushed is like equivalent to being you know hit by a like getting in a car accident at 60 miles an hour or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and the head the skull injury is like a result of this but 
the thing is, is that you have to have yourself, like, braced. So, like, you have to have, like, your back pressed against something to repeat those injuries. And one of the things investigators didn't realize was that when the hikers set up their beds to sleep, they slept on top of their skis. Hmm. So that created the, like, firm backrest that these people needed to, like, have these injuries, like, impact them so drastically, I guess. Okay, so what they're saying is that there was this microburst avalanche that was 60 miles an hour and the size of a sedan Mm -hmm. that crashed into their tent, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So they were forced to carve their way out Mm -hmm. and then they died of hypothermia. Yes. Okay. They got to this conclusion using modern day technology. This is a conclusion that like seems obvious now. Like, of course, they died from an avalanche. Like, they were in the middle of the mountains. Yeah, but but what's up with the radiation? So, the radiation was, like, a fluke. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if I'm convinced, man. Yeah. Um, And then, so the other thing, the technology, and the reason that this was on the news again, like, last week, is that these people from this group teamed up with the animators from Frozen, and they recreated this avalanche with the like animation program that they had designed for snow (laughs) why that is the Um, most fucked up thing i've ever heard of but okay literally because like no one else they're like how do we do this and they're like well we should like figure out how to animate this we can like put on put in all the specs and stuff and see if we can recreate this situation and the fucking people from frozen were the only people who have done like extensive snow animation you know and like not just like sitting there it does all this other stuff but basically they were able to like create this computer program that was able to like play out the whole avalanche incident and like they were able to repeat like the tent how it like filled in like that those injuries and like if they were if those three people were sleeping like closest to the mountain you know that's that's how they got hit so hard they didn't have time to grab their shoes because there was literally an avalanche like no 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 no, no. why didn't they have time to grab their shoes if they had time to get out how didn't they have time to grab their shoes i assume it was because they weren't buried the first time right by the avalanche but they were scared that a bigger avalanche was going to come down the mountain and bury them I guess so. I guess so. Okay. I guess I just can't understand why every single person would come to... Is that something that, like, hikers learn? Because I don't I don't think that if you're an experienced hiker, you, you all come to the agree- agreement that you're not going to wear your shoes and you're just going to leave your shoes behind. I would imagine that would be the very first thing you would grab. That is fair. I'm not convinced, man. I'm not convinced. Um, no, that's fair. <laughs> Let's see. Assuming they settled down probably around, like, sunset, right? I would say they started setting out up camp and then they ate. So, like, six to hours later, it would be around midnight. So, it's dark, they're all asleep, and all of a sudden, something hits your tent and you don't know what it is. And, like, your friends are, like, screaming in pain because their skull has been crushed. But all of them, every single one of them. Every single one of them. Fuck the shoes. 
I, I don't know, man. Because I would imagine there would be at least one person who would say, I'm going to grab my shoes and at least carry them with me. You know? I don't yeah. know, man. The shoes thing I is don't what, know. The shoes thing is what I hung up on when Astonishing Legends did it, did it too. And I think that actually it's because Scott got hung up on the on the shoes thing. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I forgot about how hung up he got on that. And, yeah. Uh, I appreciate that too because I don't I don't know why they wouldn't have taken it's their shoes so with them. It's so weird, and it's it's all of them too. Like there's nine of them, and they all just abandoned their shoes. Yeah. Um. Like oh my god, man. It's so weird. Okay. Anyway. And I do think it's weird that none of them like tried to get back to the tent. All I can mm-hmm. assume, or or the three of them, three of them did, but they died on the way. And I can only assume because it was like a mile to the edge of the forest. It's pitch black mm-hmm. and it's negative twenty five degrees. I guess maybe they just didn't. They like, you know, got to the forest, looked up the tree, saw that like everything was okay. And then started to head back, and they just froze on the way. Yeah. Wait, so And then some of- I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay, it's okay. Were the the three guys that they found that didn't have clothes on, where did they find their clothes? On the other guys? Not all of them. Okay. So so the four people that weren't found immediately were the ones found with other people's clothes on. And it wasn't all of their clothes. It was like a scarf and like- Someone had, like, someone else's hat on and, like, one of their things, like, wrapped around their feet. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Hmm. So someone did realize that they need shoes at one point. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like, some of them undressed the other people. But also, there's this thing called paradoxical undressing. And it is a thing of hypothermia. And hypothermic subjects remove their clothes because they think they're, like, too hot. So... Six of the nine people did die of hypothermia. Yeah. And it was those fucking six of the nine. Basically, everyone who didn't die from getting their head or skull, their skull or chest crushed died from hypothermia. Did they take their clothes off before or after leaving the tent? So I don't, I don't know. It was, I I assume afterwards. Yeah, that's what I would assume too. Like I said, they didn't go to bed in their underwear of course not yeah yeah they had some clothes on Mm -hmm. so i assume they got out to the forest started experiencing hypothermia at least one of them still had their brain about them for whatever reason and like tried putting other clothes on Mm -hmm. but it didn't still didn't quite work out for them (sighs) yeah fun so some of them tried but all of them failed. That is so sad. Yeah. So basically right now, that is, I guess, the working theory. And there are some things that, like, are not explained, like the shoes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm pretty convinced that at the very least, this avalanche probably did fall on their tent. And, you know, it, it there definitely, like, could have been they did see something following them or something else had happened the night before that they thought they were like being attacked or something. So they just left. They're like, fuck these shoes, fuck everything. Like just fucking go. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that there are parts that are, that were missing. I think. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I, I mean, that's probably one of the reasons why this is always going to be 
a mystery is because we're never gonna know what exactly happened that night and Mm -hmm. we can wildly speculate and i know on the astonishing legends episode they talked about like military experiments and (laughs) things like that and that doesn't sit with me you know so the reason the reason why that (laughs) did sit with me for a period of time and it doesn't really now mostly just because like I don't know, whatever. You've but had more time to think about it. I, I guess so, yeah. Is because I guess um, not only had they tried to get a bunch of information from the military about testing that they were doing that was nearby. They were doing testing near the area where they were going to be hiking. Yeah. And they knew that these people were going to be hiking on the mountain. That was something that they always did there and whatnot. And I guess when this all happened, a bunch of people went and talked to the military and said, hey, did you make sure you weren't doing testing at this time when these people were there? And they either didn't respond or their answer was just like super vague. And so like the military just like wasn't willing to work with them at all. And when people were like, when people were like asking them questions, they were just pretty much shooing them away. And so that obviously got people like riled up and yeah, that freaking makes out sense. because why aren't you telling us? And you know, but also like they're they're not going to tell you anything anyways. They're the military, exactly. Like, even if they exactly. had nothing to do with it, they aren't going to fucking say anything. Exactly. Yeah, they're they're not going to say, oh yeah, we were doing testing. Like, <sighs> yeah. So I mean, oh man, yeah, yeah. I think it's really wild. It is really wild. I also think it's really sad because those people were all really young. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. And then, um, wow. Uh, the other thing, I think, if this avalanche theory is true, it does make it a lot more sad because in terms of being outdoorsmen and stuff, they did everything right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a freak accident in that case. Yeah, I mean, it really way, it was. was. They So there's like a standard for um, finding a spot to hike or to camp. And it's like, if you, you want to find a slope that's less than 30 degrees, because at 30 degrees, that is when an avalanche, avalanche can yeah. happen. So they were like really um, like specific about it. And this seemed like a safe hill because of the way the snow had piled. It did seem like a very gentle slope and they thought they were safe, but because the snow had settled strangely it was actually a lot more steep of a slope than they had expected. And that is, like, another thing that helped contribute to the avalanche that possibly helped kill them. They tried to do, like, everything right, and they still died. And, like, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, that is so sad. Yeah, and I I have seen a a little bit of controversy with this conclusion. Obviously, the shoes. (laughs) But, um... A lot of people aren't convinced, and one of the quotes from the guy who did the experiments was like, I know people, like, aren't going to want to accept this because it's, like, a real thing that caused this accident to happen, and it's not fun, and it's not supernatural. It's just, like, a normal explanation, so I think people are going to have a hard time believing it. And I was like, wow, that is so sad. I mean, (laughs) yeah. Because it's true. Yeah, no, that's definitely very true. I mean, I'm skeptical just because, like, there are missing pieces for me. 
But I yeah. can I can understand why for a lot of people it's too late. Like you already have this idea that there's some other crazy thing that happened. I mean, when you go through the photos, like there are like other weird things in those photos that people have picked apart, right? Yeah. You know, like there was one uh, there was one picture that like I'm assuming was just like a picture of the moon or something, um, but it was just like what what I think like astonishing legends described as like a fireball type looking thing in the sky. Oh, and I guess okay, a bunch yeah. of people took that and and said, you know, maybe maybe it was UFO or something like that. I mean, like disregarding people, the fact that it could have been the moon. The moon, exactly. Yeah. And so like people have obviously taken it in a bunch of different directions and once you've like gotten so far into that you're not gonna like let it go yep. so yep well yeah i mean i definitely encourage everyone to go read the newest information um i believe discovery no national geographic put out a very well-written article and i guess we could probably share that link on our twitter or something but yeah i go go check it out it's probably a lot better written than uh my mad living so yeah that was a uh, i tried to be brief brief summation no, that's of the okay. diet love past incident i'm only yawning because i haven't had coffee no i know but, thank but we're you. also we're also like <laughs> past an hour on recording already and i'm just like oh god i tried to keep it that's okay it's a lot that it's topic digestible, is a lot. I feel like. True, true. There's true. a lot more to it. Please, if this interests you, go uh, take a look. There's a lot of, I mean, probably a, a, so many people have covered this, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So pick one. Pick a few, probably. Just pick one. Definitely pick Astonishing Legends. <laughs> yeah, I really think that one's probably one of the best. It's so good. It's a very good episode. It just is. It just is. Let me go poke poke my butter real quick okay we are stoked to tell you about our first sponsor anchor if you're like us and you want to start a podcast but have no idea where to start listen up so when we first decided to start a podcast we were looking for a way to put your brain on weird out to the most people um without having to do the most work We are so happy that we found Anchor because they distribute our show to apps like Spotify and Apple Podcasts for us. This means that our listeners can find us wherever they already listen without having to download anything new. Once you're ready to get going, just create an account and start recording. They have the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. You can even edit on the go from your phone. Anchor has everything you could possibly want, including free transition sounds and photos that you can use to build your show. Not only that, but you can start making money as soon as you release your first episode. The best part is that all of this is free. So if you want to make a podcast, go to anchor.fm and get started today. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. By supporting them, you're supporting podcasts like us, too. Dude, National Geographic, I will actually fuck you up. They're just trying to get me to sign up for their website to read this fucking article. I fucking hate that shit. You piece of shit. Now I'm not going to read this article. You're part of the reason that disinformation is so easy to access. That is correct. Yes. Every, every propaganda site is just 
You don't have to pay to access it. It's completely free. But if you want to go and get like actual information, they're either going to make you sign up for an account or pay for their article or pay for a subscription. And it's bullshit. That information should be readily available. <laughs> Looking at you, yep. New York Times and National Geographic, fuck you. Yes, correct. Um, also... That's one of the reasons why YouTube is one of the most like dangerous platforms for disinformation, because anybody can upload anything to that. Correct. And it's free to watch it. You can like literally go to an internet cafe and sit there and like watch QAnon videos all day if you want. Mm -hmm. Hate that. Hate that for us. Very good and healthy for our society. Anyway, you want to know something that is actually good and healthy for society? Yeah. We know this, but it's hydration. Oh, <laughs> Hydrate. Reminder to hydrate. I'm almost out of water. <laughs> you are also almost out of water. It's okay. We're almost done recording. Yeah. We'll refill after. <sighs> hydrate. Okay. So, um, I found this article on wikileaf.com and it's, does cannabis cause dehydration? And I figured we could talk about that. A little bit since, like, we fucking preach hydration and drinking water all the time. So the first thing is that um, dehydration and dry mouth are, like, two completely different things. And I feel like people typically, like, assume that if you have dry mouth, it means you're, like, dehydrated. And that's, yeah. like, not really true. So if you're, like, smoking a lot of weed and you, like, get dehydrated or you get dry mouth, like I have right now. It's literally just because I, like, I just smoked. That's why I have dry mouth. It's not because I'm dehydrated. So, like, if you, like, do have dry mouth, it helps to go and drink something. But, like, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're, like, dehydrated. So don't, like, panic if you get dry mouth. It just means that you smoked weed. Yes. It's the same oh, thing God. as coughing. I don't have COVID. It's just because I smoked weed. <laughs> so <laughs> if you feel dehydrated... At any point, though, it means that you are dehydrated. Just drink water. I also wanted to remind everyone that dehydration is when your body is using more fluid than you are taking in. So if you're extremely stressed, you are probably sweating, <laughs> or your heart rate has gone up. If you are exercising, which, wow, good on you. Or if you are like Sam and you are still working during a fucking pandemic, <clears throat> you should be drinking water because you are losing fluid from your body the more you do stuff. And it can happen to anyone. Oh my god. Holy shit. Watch out. Wow. I would just like to say that, as a side note, overhydration is basically impossible. Mm -hmm. So, like, don't... <laughs> think that you're like drinking too much water or something because mm -hmm. i know some people will be like well i don't want to drink too much water and you're just like that's not that's not really a thing that's, like as not. long as you are like going to the bathroom and stuff like if your body doesn't need the water you're just gonna pee it out like it's not a big deal so like mm -hmm. don't worry about overhydrating. that's such a bad reason not to hydrate <laughs> Correct. The worst thing I've ever done is I've I've waterlogged myself. That's the worst thing I've ever done. Where if I have been working out a lot or if I'm really dehydrated or if I've been like getting sick or something, I'll just drink so much water that I end up just like throwing it right back up. Oh, I've done that several times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've done that before. 
And that's fine. That's fine. That <laughs> happens. You're not going to die. Least painful throw up. You just got to wait like 10 minutes and then drink slightly less water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. The other thing is, is that if you are thirsty, it's too late. You're already dehydrated. If at any point you feel thirsty, it's too late. No. <laughs> <laughs> so like if you're smoking and you're getting dry mouth and you're thirsty, like you're dehydrated, just drink some water. It's fine. There are plenty of other symptoms to dehydration, though. You can get tired. You can get really dizzy. Um, If your brain isn't working the way you feel like it normally does, you feel confused. It's probably because you're dehydrated, which I always feel confused, which means I'm probably always dehydrated. Yeah, same. Also, the color of your pee tells you a lot. If your pee is clear, you're doing great. If it is not, you need to chug water. So yeah, and the other thing is that like if you're if you're a smoker, like if you smoke weed, like the other thing is that I feel like being confused. You're like, oh, it's because I smoked weed. Like, okay, it's probably also because you're dehydrated. So like people typically get things like that confused with each other. Um, So there is actually one very rare case of dehydration that has been connected to cannabis, and it is cannabinoid hyperemesis, yes, syndrome, CHS. It occurs in about 6% of patients, and it happens, it's like an emergency case where you like legitimately cannot stop throwing up. It's recurrent vomiting, like that's what it is. So like, if you just can't stop throwing up, you end up having to like go to the emergency room for it. I guess 6% of those people end up having cannabinoid hyperemesis syndrome. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And it typically manifests in daily long-term users. So if you are a smoker, you should be drinking water, especially if you smoke every single day and you have been smoking for a long time gives you even more reason to hydrate. Literally hydrate or die. Literally hydrate or die. Hydrate or throw up a lot and it'll be very uncomfortable, uncomfortable. and sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other thing to reman- remember is that marijuana messes with your brain. Well, okay, THC messes with your brain and affects what you eat and what you don't eat. So that's like another thing to keep in mind with your hydration. If you're eating a bunch of stuff that has a lot of salt in it, you need to be drinking more water. Or you might like smoke and then be like, I don't want to drink water. Like I want to drink like lemonade or something like super fucking sugary, like Gatorade. You should drink some water first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking to myself as well. That's completely fair. Yeah. 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 There's a whole bunch more on this um, article about this whole topic i'll probably just post it on the twitter all right and people can read it because it's actually really interesting but uh i thought that was really neat that is really neat thank you for sharing that information you're welcome hydrate or die hydrate or die all right well the only other thing i have to say is that next week i gotta drink some water because i have dry mouth (laughs) so next week ah that's better So next week, we will be releasing our talk that we had with Tim Banal, which I'm really excited for everybody to hear. I thought that was a really fun time. I had so much fun. Yeah, it was was a blast. Yeah. 
Tim talked to us a little bit about flat Earth, the flat Earth theory. Um, he is not a flat Earther. Forewarning. <laughs> yes. Anyway, we, we talked about COVID and, um, you know, just just had a nice chat. It was uh, very good. It was, it very, was very fun. And I hope Tim comes on again because that was cool. Yeah. He seems like a wealth of conspiracy theory knowledge. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, I feel like he's... I feel like he's heard and seen a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think yeah. that's a good way to put it. Yeah. If you don't know Tim Banal, he works for Coast to Coast AM, and he is really well known in our community for just being a really cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. So we hope you enjoy that. Yay. Yay. Other than that, I have nothing. I also have nothing. Well, you can check out our website. It's yourbrainonweird.com. And we have merch. We have t-shirts and sweatshirts and mugs and stuff. And mugs. And stickers. And stickers. Yes. And um, you can also submit stories for our next Little Weird, our mini-sode, mini-episode, bonus episode. Our bonus episode that comes out (laughs) at the end of this month. And we read listener stories and stories that people send in. So if you have anything weird that's ever happened to you or weird shit you've done, or anything weird you found online, you can email those to us, or you can go on our website. Our email is yourbrainonweird at gmail.com. Send me your dreams. Ooh, yes. That too. Oh, also, dude, because you said you had a COVID dream. Um, I also had a COVID dream, except it was, <sighs> I went out to the store and someone didn't have their mask on, and then I realized I didn't have a mask on, and I literally woke up and my heart was just pounding i was like (gasps) my mask oh my gosh so who was i talking to i was talking to somebody the other day about this how that's like probably the most oh my family i was talking to my family about this how like everybody in my family that's their most common like recurring dream yeah is that they go into the store and they don't have their mask on it's like terrifying yeah we're going into yeah. the store and people don't have their mask on which for me is reality unfortunately so yeah I'm sorry, i don't really man. have those dreams but um i can't i can't believe that like people don't experience it the way that we do yeah I don't it's know. so blatant yeah um if you want to protect yourself more what they're recommending now is getting the n95s Oh, and I need then, to order some of those, yeah. I also need to order some of those, and then wearing a cloth mask over it. Over the top? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, you're right. I saw that, too, because um, it's evolving or something like that. Yeah, so I ordered myself a box, and- Ooh, they have black ones. Yes. You can also reuse the N95s if you, like, have two and you wear it every other day, as long as you're changing the cloth mask on the top then, like, the N95 doesn't get, like, exposed to the outside air, so you can reuse it. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, Neat. And you're just supposed to, like, put it in, like, a sealed Ziploc baggie overnight. Cool. Okay. So this has been COVID tips. That Mask was a good up. one. Yes. Mask up. Yeah. My, my friend AP gave me that advice when I talked to them on Zoom the other day. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, AP. I know you don't listen to this, but I still love you. The other AP. The other AP. Not AP strange. The AP normal. A- AP, well. No. I can't even say that. The- something else. Find another fun descriptor. <laughs> I'll think of something. All right, all right, all right. The first 
other trans person that I was friends with. Was AP. Was AP. Yeah. Uh Besides Sophia, but that was different because she's like my sister. Also, we came out at the same time, so that was weird. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like that's a little little different because we've known her for a very long time. Yes. Yeah. Also, I was thinking about that the other day. This is a very long outro, but um, we went to go see Zed in like 2015. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, that was really fun. (laughs) That was like in January or February, I feel like, too. No, maybe it was like December. It was in the middle of fucking winter. It was pretty cold. Because I remember it was fucking cold. Uh Uh-huh. We were in like nothing, of course. Of course. We were in college. Yeah. We were still some of the oldest people there. I was not in college. It was actually after I had graduated. Ah, true. Which means Sophia had also graduated, and it was at URI. Yes. There was, like, no one there. It was great. That was great. (sighs) Good shit. Time is fake, man. Time is fake. Uh, All right. All right. Well, in that case, I have nothing else to say. Okay. I don't either. Thank you for listening to another episode of Your Brain on Weird. I'm Sam. I'm Jess. And this has been Your Brain on Weird. Again! Every week. Yes. It's great. Bye. Bye. See you next week.